God. We need him more and more, not just a little bit. We need more of God. Otherwise, you're not going to make it. Because the things of this world is such a deception on this world right now. We are seeing, we are seeing um, pastors even denying the word of God. That is how strong the deception in this world is right now. And so we need to be aware that the only thing that's going to keep us on the right path is our intimacy with Christ, our intimacy with him, our time in the word, our time in his presence is the only thing because the spirit of this world is out to deceive you in your minds and to draw you away from the things of God. And so we need to be aware and we need to find that secret place, and this is why we've decided to do the power of prayer this month, is because all of us need to know how to pray, how to spend that time in God's presence and to make it a priority. So I've called this intimacy in the secret place, intimacy with our God. Prayer is relationship. It's a dialogue with our God. It's not a one-way conversation. It's not a moment that you slot in so that you can tell God everything you want. It is a relationship. It's intimacy. It's a time that we can know God come to know him in an intimate way and for us, for him to know us. And for us to come into that place with God, to be able to carry his presence into every part of our life. And it is a fight to pray because the flesh is weak. The flesh is weak and the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. So therefore, we need to speak to our flesh and say, I will pray. I will pray. I will not be distracted. I will not be pulled away by other things that are actually not important. But I will pray. I will decide to pray. It's a choice to pray. It's a choice to have relationship with someone, isn't it? right? In our marriages or in our relationships, if we just said hi in the morning to that person and then good night at night and did not speak a word to them throughout the day, what sort of relationship would that be? With our friendships, if we just approached our friends when we needed something from them and then did not speak to them at all, how would, that, how would that friendship work? I don't think it would work very well. But that's how we treat God sometimes. We, our relationship with God sometimes is on our terms. And if God doesn't do what we want when we want it, 
then God is not for us, but God is always for you and he wants the best for you and he wants the best life for you. But he's God and we're not. We need to remind ourselves of that sometimes. He has the very best for our life and sometimes we don't understand, but that's where our relationship with him comes in. Because in our relationship with him in that intimate place, we understand his heart for us. We understand his heart of love, his unconditional heart of love. And so we understand that when sometimes those prayers are not answered in the way that we would want them to be, it's actually for our good and that he's always with us. So we're going to read from Jeremiah 29, 12. The famous verse before that talks about giving us a hope and a future. I know the plans I have for you. So most of us would have heard that. So God has plans for you for a hope and a future. He was talking to his, his um, people, Israel, and he was talking to them in a place where they were actually... Uh, out of where they should have been and they were out of right relationship with God and he speaks in the midst of this and says, but I'm going to bring you back because I have a hope and I have a future for you. But then the next part of that, after he, he speaks these things to them, he says, but then you shall call on me and you shall go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. With all of your heart. So when God says, I have a plan for you, I have a future for you, all of those things are true. But then it says, then you shall call on me. How do you know the plans of God for your life if you don't go in prayer to him? How do you know them? How will you find out about them if you don't pray? Then you shall call on me and you shall go. You shall go and pray. There's an action required for each one of us that we need to go. We need to go and pray. It's an action to actually make a choice to go. Like Jesus withdrew himself from the crowd. We need to withdraw ourselves from others, so that we can go and pray. We can go and find that place where it's us and God. Prayer is like the air that we breathe for a Christian. Prayer is like the air that we breathe. We cannot do without it. We cannot know God's will. We cannot walk in his ways. We cannot have what we need in this life if we don't pray. It's like the air that we breathe. It's like cutting off your oxygen if you're not praying. Jesus was very clear. He said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from the vine, if you're, if you're the branch that we are is not connected to the vine, the life source, Jesus is the life source. If you're not connecting to him, you have no life flowing through you. So you're slowly dying without the connection to your God because prayer is like air to us. 
is oxygen to our soul. It says that without Christ, before we know Christ, our spirit is dead. But when we are joined with Christ, our spirit comes alive, comes alive in our spirit when God breathes his life into us. We think we're living, but we're not actually living. We're existing. But without Christ, we're existing. But in Christ, we're alive. So we need to continually connect to that life source in order to continue to have his spirit flowing through us so that we can actually operate in his strength and on our own. We can't do it on our own. We need that intimacy with God. We need to know his heart for us. Some of us are worried that if we find out what God really wants for us, we won't like it. God doesn't work that way. He aligns you with it. If your desire is after God, then your desires, he knows. He knows you. He knows the desires of your heart. And when you're aligned with him, you want what he wants because you're aligned with him. So we need that deliberate time with God. We need to go and pray. It's an action. In Matthew 5.5, it says Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says, and when you pray, when you pray, there's an expectation that we will pray. It says, and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets so that they may be seen by man. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, enter into your room and shutting your door, pray to your father in secret. And your father who sees in secret shall reward you openly. We go and we have that time in the secret place with him. Why do we go to that place? Why do we pull ourselves aside? Because in that place, God will share his secrets with you. When you draw aside, when you spend that time, you'll discover things that you've never discovered before. How do you get to know someone? Over time, you get to know someone a bit more and a bit more and a bit more and a bit more because there's that closeness, because you've made time, because you set that time aside right and you get to know them closer and closer. And so it is with God. When we draw closer to him, when we draw aside, when we find that secret place with him, he will share the desires of his heart for you as you will share with him because it comes out of intimacy with him. Intimacy is found in that secret place and you'll discover more and more of God in that secret place. So it says go to your secret place where God will commune with you and you with him. Why does it say to seek me? It says that those that seek me will find me. You know when you're looking for something? 
You know when you, you're seeking after something and you're, you're pursuing it, aren't you? You're being deliberate about it. When you seek after something, you don't give up till you find it, do you? So when we seek after God, we're pursuing him. We're deliberately chasing after him, wanting to spend that time with him. We're not taking him for granted and just walking past and, hi, and then just keep walking. It's like, no, we're seeking after him. And I was thinking about this the other day and I thought, you know, some of us are like this. Uh, I'm going to call this a man look because it probably happens in some of your families. Is when the man is looking for something and he's asking you where it is and you, you tell him where it is. But he's like, I can't see it. I can't see it. We always call this the man look, right? They don't really look. It's like, a, it's like a quick glance. It's like a quick, oh, no, it's not there. Some of us are like that with God because we're doing a man look, right? We're not really looking. We're just superficially looking, pretend we're looking. We're not actually seeking after God. We're just having a quick look. And then we're like, he's not there. But God is there. He's always there. But you're not seeking you're not really looking because sometimes I go, well, you don't really want to find him. <laughs> we will find what we're really looking for when we really look with all of our heart. And this is what God is saying. He's saying, seek after me. Seek after me with all of your heart. How important is God to you? How important is he to us that we would seek him? We would seek him, we seek after the things that are important to us. We seek after that career or that relationship or whatever it is. We seek after it because we want it. How passionately do we want a relationship with God that we would be seeking after it with all of our heart? So it says to go to your secret place with God and to commune with him. You're deliberate when you're seeking. You're determined when you're, when you're seeking. You don't give up when you're seeking something. And when you seek God, you will find him. If you're really seeking, you will find him. Because God is to be there to be found by those that seek after him. Don't pretend that you're seeking after God. Don't pretend, don't play games with God. God knows. And we've got to really think how valuable is that relationship with our God. He wants to be found by you. He desires to have relationship with you. He reached out to us first. He reached out to us when we were sinners, when we were still lost. When we were doing all the wrong things, he reached out to us first. So he wants a relationship with us. To really know, to really know him, to really know his character, to really know the God that he is, takes time. It takes time to know someone's character, doesn't it? Character is revealed over time. And we can know that our God's character never changes. He is true. He is just. His promises 
are true. So he wants you to know him. And he knows, what does it say to, to, uh, to search after him with your whole heart? Why are the words there talk about our whole heart? The thing is, God knows that our heart is fickle. He knows that our heart is stubborn, that we're disobedient and we want to go our own way. He knows. He knows all those things. He knows we can be consumed by the things of this world. And so that's why he's very deliberate in saying, search for me with your whole heart. So that is a heart surrendered, a heart completely surrendered so that we can be led by his spirit and not our own thoughts. In Jeremiah 17, 19, it's pretty clear here. It says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Isn't that interesting? So God knows that without him, our heart is deceitful. Our heart is deceitful. And we can deceive our, ourselves into thinking that we're good and to thinking that we're fine. When we're not good, none of us can be good. And Christ is the only way to heaven because it's only in his righteousness we can never be good enough, ever. So our heart can be deceitful and tell us all sorts of things. Good people don't go to heaven. Those that are covered in the blood of Christ because they believe that Christ died for them as their Lord and Saviour, they go to heaven. We can deceive ourselves about all sorts of things. So that's why God is specifically speaking to us and saying, your whole heart, I want your whole heart, not part of it. Not part of it, your whole life. In Luke 10, 27, he's talking to the disciples and, he, and they're asking him about the commandments and what's the most important. And answering, he said, You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your strength and with all of your mind. Not just a little bit, not just on Sundays, not when it's convenient. All of your heart, all of your soul, all of your might. He wants all of you. It's like he's not going to share you with anyone else. He's not going to share you with some other other love, some other God, some other idol. He's not going to share you because he's passionate about you. He, and that's why he died for you. So our heart is what God wants. And you know why he wants our heart? Because our heart is what leads us. Our heart is what leads us in our life. Wherever our heart goes, we will follow. Whatever our heart loves, we will follow, right? It's what we'll spend our money on. It's what we'll spend our time with. So whatever our heart loves, we'll make time for it. Whatever our heart loves, we'll put money into it. 
And so that's why God is saying, you need to love me with your whole heart, your whole heart. So there's no room for anything else. There's no room for you to love other things above me. And when you love me with your whole heart, then you will follow me. So our heart dictates everything that we do. When we're in love with someone, we want to spend all our time with them, don't we? It's like when we fall in love with someone, we want to give them all of our time. We drop everything for them. You know, that's what we need to be like with God. If we're in love with Jesus, then you want to spend time with him. But some of us, we're in that relationship with him and maybe it's got a bit stale and maybe it's got a bit old and it's lost its newness and we're taking it for granted and we're not really wanting to spend that time with him. We need to find our first love again. We need to find that passion of our first love and desire to go into that secret place. And he will share with you his heart and his desires for you in that secret place. Because if our heart is not full of God, it's full of other things. If our heart is not full of God, it's probably full of the world. And so we need our heart to be full of God. So there's no room for anything else in our, in our hearts. Do you want to hear what God has to say to you this morning? Are you wholly seeking after God? Do we spend more time in God's presence than watching Netflix or computer games or doing all those other things that really achieves nothing, doesn't it? Achieves nothing. Because we are eternal beings and we are headed for heaven. And this moment on this life, as I'm beginning to realise as I get older, is very, very short. And we need to make it count because we can't change things at the end. But we can certainly change things while we're still here. And the more of God that we have in our heart, the more of the overflow into the rest of our lives. The rest of our lives will benefit if we have a heart for God. But what are we looking for when we go to God? Do we go to God to see our circumstances change or do we go to God to actually see ourselves change? Because God's interest in you is far more than your circumstance. Yes, he cares about your circumstance, but quite often he'll change you first if you let him. And then our circumstances will follow. What are we seeking God for? Are we seeking to know him or are we seeking what he can do for us? Are we seeking relationship with him? A dialogue where he speaks to us, we speak back. There's listening. There's dialogue happening back and forwards. I love David's attitude 
to the house of God. He had everything. But his biggest desire was to know God. His biggest desire of his life was to be in the house of God, was to have that intimacy with God. And he talks about that in the Psalm of David, Psalm 138. I will praise you with my whole heart. Before the gods, I will sing praise to you. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and for your truth's sake. For you have magnified your word above all your name. In the day when I cried, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. I love that. It doesn't necessarily say there that he changed David's circumstances, but what did he do? He made him bold with strength in his soul. Just like Psalm 23 says that he, he will walk through the valley of the shadow of, the, of death with us. So God is with you. He is with you through every circumstance. As David found out, when he prayed, God heard and he made him bold. He made him bold. How awesome is that? David receives strength through prayer. I saw this quote someone put up this week and it says, Intimacy is the key to boldness. Boldness is the key to miracles. When you spend time in God's presence, you will become bold. You will become bold about His love for you. You will be affirmed of His love for you. And you will be affirmed that He has a purpose for your life. And that He is working through you and that He is with you. Through every season. So seek after God with your whole heart this morning. The more time we spend with God, the more time we want to spend with God. The more time we spend with God, the more time we will want more of Him, more of Him. And the less we want of the world. Because nothing compares. Nothing compares to knowing God. So spend time in His presence. Search for Him with your whole heart and you will find Him in the secret place. Pursue God. If you pursue God, you don't have time to pursue sin. If you pursue after God, you're not going to have time to pursue after sin. Go and pray. Seek after God with your whole heart. See your heart change and then your life will change. And everyone will see it. Everyone will see it. They'll feel it. See your life change 
and then your circumstances will change as well. Amen. Let's just pray this morning. Mighty God, we desire more of you this morning. God, we desire more of your heart, more of who you are. Lord, I pray right now that you put a fresh desire in your people to seek you out in the secret place, to find their secret place with you, Lord, and to run to that place, to pursue you with all of their heart. God, I pray right now, Lord, just give them a fresh revelation of yourself. God, I pray, draw us closer. Lord, let us draw near to you and you will draw near to us. With every eye closed this morning, if you're feeling that God's calling you this morning, calling you to a relationship with him, I just ask that at this time you just lift up your hand. I'm going to pray for you this morning that God will meet you right where you're at and he will bring you into relationship with him through Jesus Christ. So if that is you this morning and you know God is calling you, you know, you know in your heart, you can feel him right now knocking on that door. I want you to open that door this morning and just let him in. In Jesus' name, if that's you this morning, just lift up your hand. I'm going to see your hand and pray this morning. Amen. See that hand. Thank you. Amen. That's awesome. Has anyone else this morning has heard the call of God knocking on their heart? Just ask that you let him in this morning. Amen. And this morning you're going, you know what? I want to know more of God. You know, maybe you're gonna, you can admit this morning, and that's all of us, I've been a bit slack in my prayer life. I've been a bit, you know, I've wandered away. I've, you know, really taken God for granted. If that's you, you're make, and you're going to make a stand this morning saying, you know, I'm going to seek after God with my whole heart. If that's you this morning and God is stirring you, just lift up your hand today in the presence of God and just say, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. Awesome thing. Amen. should be all of us, actually, because I'm sure most of us are not praying eight hours a day. <laughs> we can be humble before God and admit that. I can admit I need to pray more. Amen. We're, gonna, we're just going to say a prayer together this morning. So if you can just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I thank you that you um, rose again. And I ask you into my heart today. Please forgive me. Wash me clean. Help me to live for you. And make me a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 